Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biz Sprints. This is podcast episode number one, and my name is Michael McMillan. I'd like to welcome you to my brand new podcast. This is my first time actually going after doing something like this, but you know, I saw this uh, growing, growing need to have a place and resource that uh, business entrepreneurs can go to and have a resource that can uh, really talk to you about, you know, kind of the no BS kind of way that business really needs to run and, you know, things that are coming up um, and provide you guys some tips and tricks and some ideas, things you can think through uh, as you're looking to start planning out your week. Uh, this is going to be my weekly podcast. Uh, these are going to be dropping for you guys every single Sunday, so you can download them, have them uh, to listen to the car on, in, a, in the car on your way to work on Monday, and really just be able to you know really take a listen to giving you guys some new ideas to start your week fresh and uh, get going from there. So uh, this first podcast, I wanted to start out things uh, really jumping right in. Uh, my background, of course, is uh, primarily in sales and marketing. I've owned a few organizations myself, uh, had some uh, pretty decent success in that, and really wanted to talk through some things that I just found interesting and wanted to share with you. Uh, so a couple of things we're going to share through you today is this, uh, just some interesting articles I found. Uh, one of them uh, pretty interesting, which is this, uh, diving into an article about uh, some uh, Canadian author who wrote about actually some uh, the five characteristics he feels of successful salespeople make. Uh, one of the interesting things being there is that uh, big focus on the ego drive uh, being a need, big need there. Uh, Girl Scouts, uh, you know, we've seen the Girl Scout cookies all around uh, when I'm recording this podcast. And, uh, you know, it's a funny, interesting question coming up, uh, you know, on Reddit right now about is Girl Scouts using child labor to win? And, uh, you know, let's talk about that for a little bit. And the last piece is something that popped up uh, after I saw the Girl Scouts cookie thing, which was, you know, looking back on the good old days of, does anyone remember the paper boy? You know, I mean, I remember when I was younger and, you know, seeing that paper boy and my paper coming to my door every day. So a couple of things we're going to talk through and uh, tie those into kind of, you know, your weekly business here as well. So kicking it off here, you know, uh, as I said, you know, one of the uh, interesting articles I saw came out of the Canadian Professional Sales Association, which is the five characteristics of successful salespeople. Uh, for those of you who are curious, I will be putting the links in for all of these uh, articles that I'm talking about, so you can link into those and read the whole article. Um, in this, uh, you know, lists out a few different characteristics in here, uh, talking through some pretty general things that you'd expect to hear uh, around, you know, making sure that the person is well focused on, you know, empathy. Uh, responsibility, focus, the self, and optimism. And one of them that really stood out to me interesting was this whole idea of being ego drive. You know, they want to have a strong ego drive to ensure that they have the ability to stay positive through the entire sales process. You know, I find this interesting because, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of uh, hiring and uh, working with a, a lot of salespeople over the years now. And just, uh, you know, the thing I, I get this question asked to me a lot too, which is, you know, Mike, what's been your trick to finding the, those great salespeople? And I, I tell everyone, it's like there's there's no real trick to it. There's no, there's not really even a good science to it. I mean, there's things you want to look for. There's uh, certain things that I, I vet through when I'm doing my Q and A with the person, maybe in an interview process. But at the end of the day, you know, it really comes down to gut. You know, I mean, it's you really need to feel it inside that you know this is someone I'm going to be able to work with, and not just work with, but uh, really be able to help and mentor and, uh, you know, collaborate with and make sure that together we're going to be able to go in the trenches and at the end of the day, walk out with a deal. Uh, because if you don't, and you don't, and you know, you even for one second feel that this person might not be that person, 
They're not. I mean, they're, you can't change a person's personality. And, you know, like it, love it, or hate it, it's, it's just real that, you know, you need to be able to work with this person every single day. Uh, the current organization I work with, you know, one of the things we have is this interesting test, which is uh, we ask ourselves, we say, could I stand being on a trip with this person all the way to Luxembourg? Uh, we're based in San Diego. So that's uh, sometimes it's just over a 16 hour flight. So it's a long day to be spending with a person on both sides of that trip. And, you know, it's a good gut check, right? Like is could I stand being with you for 16 straight hours, getting to know you at that level? And at the end of the day, you know, I mean, again, it's, you know, it's not to be mean, but for some people, that answer is no, right? And you just, you got to be able to be real with yourself. I mean, that's the best advice I can give to you, uh, you know, manager, executive, just any, anyone who's responsible for people is just, you know, if you can't stand being with a person, then you're not going to want to work with them. It's just, it's just part of life. You know, there's a lot of people I know in this world, you know, they're, they're great people in their own right. But at the end of the day, I, I'm sorry, but I don't want you coming back to my house and spending time with my family. It just, I, I, I can deal with you maybe for a few hours here and there, but that's where it's going to end. And, you know, with salespeople, they're part of your business. I mean, they're really, that's, that's part of who you are as an organization and you really need to make sure. And that really applies to really all employees, but salespeople mostly because, you know, I mean, more so because it's just, there's huge, huge, huge personalities there with salespeople and just something that it's, it's really over-exaggerated. So if there's some item that you don't like in a salesperson, it's going to be more over-exaggerated than you might think. And so really just keep an eye on it, you know, think, think through that when you're actually interviewing them, make sure you ask those kind of questions. And then one rule that I'd love to leave you with that I, I have really um, held true to and I found to be very successful is, is that for anyone who reports to me directly, so be it a salesperson, maybe a director, a manager, um, one rule I do have, uh, especially for those kind of roles is that uh, I actually make them go to dinner with me. Uh, I buy the dinner. It's my, you know, my dime. I, I usually get to pick the place because I'm, uh, I love sushi. I'm a, you know, self-admitted sushi holic, and um, so I'm like, I will tell the person, I'm like, hey, listen, let's let's go do dinner, or let's meet out and uh, get them out of the office and really try to, uh, you know, just not even talk about the whole work idea, you know, the interview or what I'm looking for in people and stuff like that, and really try to get to know them as a person. Uh, what I found is, is that, you know, that really starts helping me answer that question, like I said before, which is, you know, could I be on a trip with you to Luxembourg? You know, can I do that 16 hour trip with you? Because if I can't connect with you on a personal basis about something, um, then that answer is no. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm not going to be able to work with you because we're going to be spending some long, long days together. And, you know, in some days, some very stressful moments. And I need to be able to know that, yeah, you know, we might lock horns, but at the end of the day, we got to, you know, we got to still be able to walk away and be friends and, you know, be cool with one another and understand that it's coming from a good place uh, overall. So, um, you know, great article. Um, I really did enjoy it. Something to really read through. Some interesting facts in there that I read through as well. Um, you know, it was about some of the sales attributes about you know, being in there and some of the research that they performed. But yeah, I definitely found it really kind of funny the fact that uh, you know the Canadian Sales Association really was calling out the whole ego drive part because um, in my personal experience is that um, I, I I understand I think where they were going with it as far as you know you have to have that self confidence to be able to drive through the sales. But at the end of the day. Some of the greatest salespeople I've ever met in my life um, were, you know, very timid. 
um, you know, and actually uh, pretty, uh, pretty, you know, uh, not outwardly people who, you know, were all the life of the party uh, and actually self-admittedly, I mean, most of these people were pretty shy. But the thing that they brought to it was um, a level of knowledge and a level of caring that um, was just, you know, uh, you couldn't beat it. I mean, you could just use something like you've never seen before. And those salespeople, uh, I'll tell you, they've outshined my, you know, big grandioso salespeople uh, in a huge, huge, huge manner. And uh, something I would just really uh, stress for you as a hiring person when you're talking about salespeople specifically, again, it's, uh, you know, don't don't look for the showboat. You know, I mean, if a person's coming in there and they're loud and obnoxious, it's uh, they're they're having to be that way. You know, look for the person who's a little bit quieter sometimes. You know, you, you might be surprised, you know, just because they're not standing out in the room they they might be thinking, you know, and then that's a, it's a, it's a great thing for a salesperson to be doing. Cause I'll tell you, I, I, I know all too well, even myself, you know, I'm a, I'm a talker and a thinker. So as I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking at the same time, it's how I work out things. That's how I work through problems. And you know, it's not always a good thing, you know, and I, I, that's why I surround myself with people who are, you know, deep, deep thinkers and people who can understand and break down things and uh, work together and collaborate with me in, the, you know, in that fashion. Uh, and it's really, really worked out in a beautiful thing. You know, and it's, it's leads us to things like that, you know, to where we're talking about, you know, how do we start to identify people who are going to drive our brand and drive our business forward to be able to get those revenues to where we want them to be. You know, and it's uh, interesting is when I saw the next article, which is, is you know, around uh, the whole Girl Scouts cookies thing. I mean, my God, right now, uh, again, depending on the time you're listening to this radio and where you are in the world, uh, you know, here in the United States, specifically in California, I will tell you there is not a block you can go down right now and not see Girl Scouts everywhere. Um, ultimate salespeople, right? You know, super cute little kid basically saying, I have the best thing in the world for you. Please buy it. And how am I ever going to say no? Because now I'm going to buy, have to buy two boxes of Samoas from you because I'm going to eat one word that my wife will never know about. And then the second box I will bring home so I do not get in trouble because she probably already knew that I ate the box before I got home, right? So <laughs> it's a beautiful sales approach. But you know, it was a fascinating question here on Reddit. Um, it's got um, almost 6,000 uh, comments on here already talking about those. Is the idea is, is that is you know, is, is the Girl Scouts leveraging this whole idea of a, you know, a kid to help sell their product and push their agenda forward? And, you know, it's an interesting question. It's, I think, uh, it really gave me some pause personally. Uh, I'm, you know, I was unique in the fact of that I was, I was actually raised by a salesperson. So my, my mother was uh, in sales herself, uh, owning a headhunting firm uh, when I was really young, and then owning a call center as well, and uh, putting me to actually work in the, on the sales side, actually lead generation for her on the on the call center side at a really young age. You know, calling through the yellow pages and trying to help her generate leads. You know, and I remember those days, and I think back to those days, and I I, I know that for me personally, I mean, that really set the tone for who I am now, even as a salesperson, right? I mean, it's like, if I wouldn't have done that and and learned that respect of hard work and how to work a deal, how to understand it, how to hear the undertones, how to feel, uh, you know, how to feel a person out, um, you know, I was doing that four or five years old just to try to help get my mom some leads. You know, I, I think about those and I'm like, I don't know what kind of salesperson I'd be today. Even if I would be in sales, maybe I'd be in engineering. That's what I was going to school for anyway. I mean, maybe I would have stayed down that path. But, um, 
you know, it's so getting back to it, right? This is like, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, I, I think, yeah, Girl Scouts totally is leveraging this kids, you know, I mean, they, they know they got a, they got a, a great, great product. They have an amazing for a sales force and it's teaching these, these teaching these girls an amazing, amazing skill, you know, the ability to sell product and learning that sense of rejection from when people tell you no, and that sense of pride from actually when you make the sale, uh, I, 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 kudos, right? I mean, you have a free workforce and you're making an insane amount of money. And the, you know, like the one kid who was even genius enough to, you know, put her uh, little boot or little stand right outside of a uh, pot dispensary in Colorado, and I think she's now the highest selling, you know. Uh, alternative drug person in the world, which is the Samoas, right? You know, uh, but no, I mean, it's, you know, it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, the little girl had a great idea. It's like, Hey, I'm going to go outside of this pot dispensary and start, uh, selling my, you know, Girl Scout cookies. And, you know, of course these, you know, guys and women are going to want my stuff. And they did. Yeah. I mean, talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales, this kid is brilliant. Uh, talk about captive audience, you know, and it's, it's those kind of things. It's those kind of skills. It's that creative thought, right? That's uh, that's not something you just you you learn naturally. That's something that's learned over time. And I, I really personally, I applaud Girl Scouts for doing this. I mean, again, amazing product. I I, I fully support your cookies. I every time one of my uh, guys in my office or uh, someone you know one of the moms in the office brings in uh, her kids' order form, I'm definitely always a sucker to at least put a few boxes of, uh, for myself on there. So, um, no, great thing. And I, and I don't, I, I think, you know, I think where they're trying to bark up this tree is, is, you know, is it wrong? Um, you know, it's, I think wrong is so relative. I mean, it's, come on, I, if, if it's wrong, then, you know, it's like, well, you know, it's been being done for a long time. Um, I don't think these kids are, you know, it's not like they're having to, they're just not slave labor, you know, I mean, this is, this is real, it's work, you know, I mean, don't be wrong, these kids are having to take a lot of time out of their personal life to do this, but it's teaching them an amazing skill. So it's, and it's not just a skill like that you're going to throw away when you get older. I mean, this is setting you up for a long-term success and something that you're going to be able to take into your professional life, uh, you know, far and beyond from now. And so for me, uh, kudos to Girl Scouts. Keep doing what you're doing. Get those kids out there. Um, I'm, you know, being originally a Chicago boy, you know, I remember seeing those poor girls out there in the middle of winter and, you know, it's good for you. You know, it's a uh, get a little cold and make some sales and definitely give me some samos. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a cool thing. And I, uh, you know, for me, I was, you know, of course, you know, uh, being a boy, I had no chance to ever be a Girl Scout. I would have probably eaten my way through those Girl Scout cookies. I was, I was a Boy Scout there, or Cub Scout, I guess they called it back in those days. Uh, we sold popcorn. Um, it was always fascinating. I, uh, my poor mother. I remember. I remember she would. Uh, I would force her to buy all my popcorn for me because I always wanted the prize. Like you could always win these, uh, these little things. I guess you know if you sold so much, and I'd make my mo- my poor mother buy all this popcorn. And you'd go down in the basement, you see like these boxes and boxes of popcorn that was never open and going stale. But you know, again, it still kind of taught me the same truth. You know, but I think for. At least when I was growing up, you know, this is uh, late '80s, uh, early '90s. You know, I mean, this was uh, this is the time still. I mean, it's kind of the end. This is, uh, I'd say, like probably one of the last generations who ever experienced this, which was uh, I was a paper boy, right? I had a newspaper route uh, down in south uh, south suburbs of Chicago, and I was delivering the Star Tribune, and uh, actually, the thing was just the Star back then. 
and um, you know, I was delivering this. I had a pretty decent paper route. I mean, it was uh, it was quite a few quite a few houses to deliver to, and you know, I had to get up early in the morning and get that paper out. I th- I think I did it all of three times, and then found someone else to do it for me and collected the money. So it was it was great, you know. But it still it taught me. And like many kids, you know, you hear this story. Uh, if you listen to any speakers, pretty much around the globe, uh, you know, who are my age or older, uh, you know, you're you'll hear the newspaper story come up over and over and over again. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I always started to feel that I thought that it was going away. And I, I felt that was such a shame because, uh, you know, earlier in the segment, I was talking about how, you know, the criteria for finding salespeople. And I said I had a few things, uh, you know, kind of a few tricks, I guess you could say, up my sleeve for finding great salespeople. And there are a few things, right? And one of the, one of those things for me was is a vetting criteria I had, which was, I would always ask salespeople if uh, they ever had a newspaper route as a kid, and if so, to tell me about it. And I would look for people who did have newspaper routes. If you didn't, uh, there was a probably a good chance that I was not going to hire you. Um, and if you did, um, you really improved your chances of me looking at you a lot more seriously. Uh, the reason is because it it taught you, in my opinion, it taught you entrepreneurial skills from an extreme extremely young age and really taught you what it meant to work hard. And I really like that. I respect that a lot in a salesperson. And I, I believe that's something you have to have being in sales, right? I mean, that's, that's a core fundamental. I mean, if you can't, if you're not understanding that you're going to probably at some point work a, you know, 18 hour day, um, and a probably 80 plus hour week on a good regular basis, um, yeah, really might want to rethink what, you know, you're thinking about doing for a living because, um, that's sales. I mean, that's, that's the world in which you signed up for. It's uh, long days, longer nights, uh, you know, and a lot of hard work and getting creative to find deals for your organization so you can earn those commissions. So, um, you know, but, you know, again, I, I had, uh, I'd started to have to give up on this though. Um, you know, as I was starting to continue to hire and hire and as my sales force was getting younger and younger, uh, getting younger than myself at, at you know, uh, kind of later in my career, um, you know, I started realizing that the whole idea and essence of a newspaper route was ceasing to exist. Um, you know, I mean, there was, uh, people were just, uh, you know, newspapers weren't doing it anymore. They were hiring professional companies. They were hiring uh, adults, and these adults were buying, up, like almost actually buying up. I guess, you know, like you know, ten, twenty, thirty routes and delivering all these papers, and because you can make good money doing it. You know, I mean, it's a decent wage. And so again, like I said, I kind of pretty much had to take that away from my uh, my repertoire for <laughs> trying to find salespeople, um, and then as I was starting to research out to get this podcast started. You know, I, I started having a question. I was like, man, do, does any newspaper still do kids delivering newspapers? And funny enough, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I found one. Um, and even crazier enough is, is it's from my hometown of Chicago. Uh, it's on the north side. Uh, I'm going to butcher your guy's name, and I'm so sorry, but it's uh, I believe it's the Natig Newspapers. Uh, again, I'll put, your, I'll put your link down here uh, so everyone can get to it, but right on their homepage, it actually says right there up front, says, now hiring uh, Wednesday child carrier door-to-door delivery, ages 8 to 15. Click for more child carrier information. Um, I think this is phenomenal. Uh, I'm sorry, but like, you know, awesome. Like, this is exactly what I wish every newspaper would go back and do. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. 
I get it. I know the newspaper industry. I think everyone, if you're listening to this podcast, I would hope you know the state of the newspaper industry. It is not looking good. But well, you're not looking good, and you know, and understand you, you're gonna, you're kind of fading out, and we get it. You know, I mean, you're, uh, you know, if you look at uh, circulation numbers, they're they're unfortunately, uh, you know, going down. Uh, I mean, literally almost day over day. I mean, it's just not, it's not a meet, it's not a channel that's being used like it used to. You know, but you know, I still think it's important. You know, I mean, the the skills and the idea of that, right? Is is that I love the fact that this newspaper has still embraced what they have uh, and looking at this it's uh, for over 75 years so from 1940 to 2015 um, and still using you know young kids to deliver their papers I mean that's that's amazing I, I, good for you guys I mean seriously I, I really wish um, some other newspapers might take the same idea you know I, I think it you know I mean really it's it's a great differentiator uh, you know if people don't know this about this newspaper I hope you do now maybe from reading this uh, or I'm sorry listening to this uh, podcast uh, I have a pretty decent network in Chicago I'm going to definitely make sure I push this out to them and uh, you know make them aware of this because I'll tell you this this simple little thing would probably get me just getting your newspaper just so I could know I could support my local kid uh, delivering the paper to me it's a it's an amazing thing and like I said it's you know it's the it's the idea of teaching kids young and early to, uh, you know, to really start embracing entrepreneurial spirit. But that doesn't have to start at childhood. It, you know, it can start at any time. You know, one of the things I learned, uh, you know, one of the things I love to do and one of my uh, greatest loves is to bring in people who have little to no experience in certain departments and and help mentor them. Uh, what I look for instead of, you know, solid, you know, oh, hey, did you do, you know, quarter over quarter, did you meet or exceed your gold, blah, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, I I look for people who just, I've never sold, you know, but, you know, look at the underlying tones, you know, are you motivated? Are you self-starter? You know, are, are you a hard worker? For uh, Hard work for me, I, again, I think it's my Midwest to me, right? Like, but, you know, I, if you're a hard worker, there's pretty much like a 90% chance I'm going to hire you for whatever job you ask me to hire you for. I mean, within reason, uh, because if you can work hard, uh, I, I'm sorry, I know you're going to, I know you're going to kill it and I'm, I'm willing to give you that shot. But, um, you know, back to my point here, which is, is that, you know, I love to look for people who just have a fire in their belly, you know, like, and, and, you know, you just want to, maybe you just want to come work for this company. You're willing to take on anything. And I'll tell you, one of the roles I love to put people in when they're in that state of mind is I love to throw in sales. You know, it's like, this is a great entry level position. You know, you can come in, uh, depending on what you're selling. Cause you know, I understand some work sales organizations, the sale is way too complex to be entry level. Uh, but then you, you do sales admin, you know, junior sales, whatever, but you get them in and you give them a shot. Um, right now, I'm actually, interestingly enough, uh, one of my old, old dear friends from uh, back in Chicago, uh, she lives in Nashville right now. And I uh, just was talking to her actually just last night. And she's still trying to find her way. You know, I mean, we're, uh, we're both 33, um, you know, and she's just, you know, still trying to discover who is she, you know, what is what does her career look like? And I, and I told her, I said, you know, uh, I'm like, Kelly, you're, you're amazing. Like, you know, you have an amazing drive, an amazing fire in your belly. Like you definitely need to go check out sales. Like it, it might not be your career path, but 
you know, there's a really good shot that this could be the, you know, the stepping stone to what your career could be, uh, similar to myself. You know, I mean, sales, sales was just a definite step. I mean, just a completely just place I started. Uh, I was really good. I was successful at it. I made a lot of money doing it, but it helped me find my ultimate love, which was, you know, uh, working with people and uh, trading them and helping them make themselves better and their businesses better. You know, so for Kelly, I told her this and I said, you know, I'll help and mentor you on this. And it's been interesting. You know, I mean, we're just getting started. Like I said, I was just talking to her last night, uh, but I sent her out some good resources, some good books, talking to my network, helping her find a position because I'm confident, right? I'm confident in the fact that she should be able to get in there and find herself in sales because um, unlike most roles, I mean, there is, there's no other role in a company that you can literally I mean, almost touch every role in the business, um, get to meet so many people, get to meet so many amazing entrepreneurs and get to learn from them and, um, you know, and really get to, um, you know, figure out who yourself is, you know, who you are yourself and uh, where you want to go in life and where you want to be in life. And so, um, you know, like I said, you know, it's uh, it's an amazing, amazing adventure. Um, it's something that, you know, yeah, you can read all these different characteristics about salespeople. And uh, yes, you could, uh, you know, maybe you were uh, one of the lucky uh, women or men to, you know, be able to sell from a young age, like myself, you know, with the newspaper out in the you know, Cub Scouts or, uh, you know, I think my, uh, one of my good friends, she was, a, you know, you know, definitely very active in the Brownies, I think it was called or something like that for before Girl Scouts. And, you know, it's, but again, it's teaching those life skills, but even if you're not, um, don't let it detract from you. Like, don't let that stop you. You know, um, if you, if you're just, if you're still, you know, if you're no matter, I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever, how old you are, um, if you're interested, uh, if you're still trying to find yourself, I, I would really strongly recommend, you know, give a, give sales a shot, give it a, give it a whirl. Uh, you might be, you might be fascinated what you find there and, you know, you might, you might hate it and that's, that's cool too. You know, then at least you, you could check that one off the box. Uh, not that one, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I, I strongly suggest it. I, I, I would tell you, uh, something for you to check out. Uh, so for this week, you know, I, I like to, I like to summarize everything and give you uh, some good action steps, you know? So, and you know, with biz sprints, biz sprints is all about helping you set yourself up for this week. Um, so I would say for this week is, is take a look at your team, you know, especially your sales team here. Does your sales team have what it takes to make sure they're being successful? Uh, do you see that fire in their belly? Are they people you can work with every day? Um, or do you have that one employee who's just like, oh, I avoid him at every place, you know, everything. If he's standing at the water cooler, I'm going the other way and I'll come back later for water. You know, or even if it's more subtle, like, you know, yeah, I can deal with him for an hour, but, uh, you know, after that, I'm, I'm done. Um, you know, if that is the case, my, my strong suggestion to you is, is I, and I don't care how successful and how great that person is, is cut them. You deserve to have a great team who works together. And if one member of that team cannot allow that team to work together, um, cut them, just cut it quick, get it done with, go find there's someone even better. Um, and then number two is, is when you're looking for those new people, right? When you're tra- starting to find that new person, maybe coming in for your team is, you know, understand, you know, you can use every amazing question, you know, the whole, uh, idea of, you know, Oh, sell me this pen, you know, whatever, you know, at the end of the day, don't look for typical salespeople. If you start hearing, you know, ABC, you know, always be closing and, you know, all this boiler room, blah, 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 BS, like, 
that's not what you want. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not going to lead your company to a good place. Uh, you know, look for something different. Look for something unique, because inside of that uniqueness, you're going to find something pretty amazing. You're going to find a person who's probably more hungry than anyone else you'll ever meet, and you're going to find someone who's going to work with your clients in a manner that you've never seen before, because they're going to probably work with them with care and love and passion. And yes, you know what, maybe that sales cycle is a little bit longer, but guess what? That love, care, and passion will pass through to that client and then come back to your business tenfold. Um, you know, because with my side, call center, uh, I was always on the sales and customer service side, so I always had to straddle that line. And I'll tell you, when you have a customer who loves you, uh, they will they will definitely put up with a lot more from you and really go to bat for you when someone is starting to try to be a naysayer. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please make sure to leave some reviews and your comments below and let me know what you think. You know, let me know about some content you like for me to add on here, uh, things I could do to improve this podcast, because like I said, this is my uh, first go around with this thing. Uh, But till next time, to your success and prosperity, my name is Michael McMillan, and I appreciate your time on here on BizSprints.